0: We've got more questions coming in, and so I want to try to answer some of these. Let me read this one. This is fantastic. It says, Can you discuss the difference between God's sovereignty and the phrase God is in control, and do you believe that God is in control? That is a fantastic question, and it is one that I think people um, and church people often in the way we speak and in the way we talk um, actually uh, spends a lot of confusion out there. So, um, And I'm not going to answer this like I'm in the pulpit. I'm not going to answer this like I'm trying to uh, play the part of, of, a, of a professor. I'm certainly not that. I'm just going to kind of give you a raw answer on this. Think about it like this. Okay, I know Christians, so God is in control. We say things like God is in control. We say things like everything happens for a reason. And while I, yes, everything happens, but sometimes the reasons are bad. Sometimes, uh, you know, with the, there's purpose in everything. Well, yeah, there's, you know, there's something bad that happens. It may be a result of bad seed you've sown in your life. You, I, I raised my kids, and that you'll ask them this very day. I would tell them bad things happen when you do bad things, right? That's just, you know, cause and effect. You know, you, you're going to reap what you sow. So this idea that God is in control, and oftentimes people who claim to be atheist or agnostic and they don't believe in God, they will cite, well, how can a God who is in control let bad thing, natural disasters, you know, tornadoes, hurricanes, earthquakes uh, terrorist attacks. Why does God let those things happen? Well, let me bring some clarity if I can. I struggle with these very things. It's not like I've always had felt like I had an answer to this thing. But when we talk about that God is sovereign, and I believe that he is, he's a sovereign king. Um, and when we use the expression, God is in control, we have to understand the format of that. Think about it in these terms. It's like God owns a house called earth that he is renting. So therefore, he's going to be the landlord over a house, and we are the tenants. Now, here's the thing. If if you own a house and you rent that house out for an agreed upon, you, you write up a contract, there's going to be a written word, if you will, and that written word establishes that the tenant, when Misty and I first got married, we rented a house. And I would call it, we would say, our house. If I was telling someone where, you know, I would say, meet me at my house. I would call it my house. But all the time I understood that the house actually belonged to, it depends, the owners, the ones that I paid rent to every single, the Riddle family, friends of the Bearden family down through the years, the Riddle family, we all uh, lived on the same street and they owned this house and we rented it from them right down from where my parents live. And so it was their house, but because I was renting it, I was the tenant, well, then I had the right to call it my house. And you see, if, you, if you're not understanding the, the legality of it, well, then you'll totally misinterpret Make no mistake about it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, right? But he has rented it to us. Now, how good a tenants we are, it's anybody's judgment. On that. Um, Man was created on this earth so that we were supposed to run earth in the same way that God ran heaven. We were to be his ambassadors in this earth. But here's the thing, because God wanted relationship, he gave man free will. So free will answers this. This is the answer to this. So therefore, it's not on God that bad things happen. If I own a house and I rent it out to terrible renters, and they have parties and they do drugs and they uh, cook drugs in in the house, and 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 the, the authorities come, they're going to arrest them. They're going to arrest the ones that are the guilty parties, and I would have the mess to come in and clean up. Some of you that are watching this own rental property, and you understand that when you, you there's a there's a major trust thing that you've got to put in place to be able to rent it, and you hope you have good tenants, right? You hope you have good tenants, and so what happened with the earth is that it was put in the hands of man. God, who is sovereign, said, I'm going to bring in some renters named Adam and Eve, and they tore the place up, and what you and I are living in today is God, the landlord, decided there's only one way to fix this problem, and it's through his son, Jesus Christ. That's the whole plan. That's why it's called the plan of redemption, redeem, restore, okay? It's putting things back the way they were originally intended to be. So is God sovereign? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I would encourage you to go to Job 38, job chapter thirty eight Many people believe that Job is the oldest book in the Bible i won't I won't get into a whole whole thing there, but uh, Job is very integral as to understanding the nature and the character of God, and of course Job lived through something very difficult to to process if you don't understand the difference between God's sovereignty and God's control on the earth. The devil wanted to be able to tempt Job and to be able to persecute Job and come against him. And he told God, you've got a hedge up around him. I can't even get to him. And if you'll take the hedge down, well, then he'll he'll curse you. He'll turn against you. And you know the story. God said, no, he won't. Go ahead. Do your best. Just don't take his life. That's God's sovereignty being in place. And Job, of course, had a lot of bad things happen to him, but he never turned on his faith. But in a moment where Job was crying out to God, and Job is bemoaning the fact that all these bad things, rightfully so, rightfully so, he's bemoaning these things to God. God speaks to him, and it's such, it's beautiful scripture to read, and I would encourage you to go. God begins to speak to him, and he says, wait a minute, Job, because Job was really, a lot of people think Job didn't waver. No, he wavered. He absolutely wavered. A lot of times we preach this story wrong. Job was absolutely telling God, hey, where are you at? I'm summing this up. I'm paraphrasing. Hey, God, where are you? Why, why, why have you let all these bad things out? All my friends have turned against me. My wife has turned against me. My health is failing me. And it's in that moment that God looks at me and says, wait a minute, Joe. Where were you when I made everything? Where were you when I created the universe? And there's a beautiful scripture in there that says, I am the one who put doors in the sea. And what you have to understand, you have to understand that the, the the pictures that the Bible is using. The sea is always a picture of the chaos of life. In this particular spot in particular, it's, it's it's indicative of the chaos of life. But watch what God said. I put doors there. What are doors? Access points that can be opened or closed as long as you have the key. In other words, God was saying, hey, Joe, don't forget. You may be the tenant, but I'm the landlord. And at the end of the day, the landlord has the final say. So do I believe God is in control? Well, yes, I believe God is going to have the final word. I believe God has already looked to the end of time, and he knows how the story is going to end. But do I believe... That I, that, that I am, that my actions are not impacting my life, and that I can just do anything and I can just lay back and say, well, God is in control or everything happens for a reason. No, I believe very much so that I'm going to reap what I sow. I have sown good seed and reaped great harvest, and I have sown bad seed and I have reaped bad harvest. So I don't believe in just slapping, this is what we call slapping a Jesus tag on uh, certain areas of life. I don't believe in operating in ignorance. I don't, you know, if I'm broke, I want to find out. I've been broke in my life, and I wanted to learn. I had to learn about tithing and giving and stewardship and hard work and not being lazy. Uh, it's amazing when you learn what it is in the Word of God that's causing something bad in your life, and you begin to correct your behavior by the sovereign teaching of God. Well, then great things will begin to happen. And so, I think far too often. Uh, particularly as it relates to difficult things happening live life. Christians just want to slap that tag on there. God is in control without offering an explanation. And the truth of the matter is your Bible is full of explanation to any and everything that would happen to you. And to the ones who uh, say they don't believe in God because there's so many bad things that happen, I want to tell you that's not on God, that's on us. So uh, God is in control in the fact that he has made himself the landlord of this place called earth, and we are the tenants, but that makes me all the more thankful for the plan of redemption, the plan of salvation that we have through Jesus Christ. So that is what I believe. I believe that I need to constantly be in alignment with what Jesus has done for us because we tore the place up, but Jesus came to put everything back the way it was supposed to be. That's why salvation is such a beautiful thing.